Good afternoon. This is Chris Schultz with Friday Night Victors, the podcast. I'm coming to you on Saturday, March 21st in the year 2020. It's been about a week since the last podcast that I put out, which would have been late in the evening on Saturday, March 14th. Uh, We talked a little bit of high school football last season and a little bit about this season. And I know I said on there that I was going to get together with Gary Hoff and try and do as many podcasts as possible because we just don't really have any sports out there right now because of the COVID-19 virus. Uh, But because of of the nature of things and they kind of want us to, you know, uh, self-quarantine, so to speak, or uh, social distancing or whatever we want to call that, didn't feel it was right that Gary and I... Uh, sit in the same studio and and try and cut this thing. Uh, But I will try and get him on on a future podcast, maybe hopefully the middle of next week, where we're just going to do it remotely, uh, because that is exactly what I'm going to do today. We are going to be joined by the athletic director of Dundee High School, Mr. Tom Ostrike. Uh, Tommy and I go way back to his high school days uh, when I was an assistant coach his junior and senior year in basketball. Uh, that's where Tom was a, a state champion uh, in baseball his senior year in 2001 at Flat Rock. He went on to be a Division One pitcher at Bowling Green. So, Tom Ostrike, welcome to Friday Night Victors, the podcast. How are you doing today? Great. Thanks for having me, Schultze. Yeah, it's good good for you to come on. I kind of kind of went over a little bit before I got you on the line uh, of how we knew each other way back, and I guess that would have been ninety nine, two thousand, long time ago. Dating ourselves, right. I guess. Uh, hey, congrats on on winning yet another state wrestling championship. How many is that now? Oh gosh, that's twelve now in school history, and that's three in a row. So um, we don't take that for granted. Like I tell the people, you know, it never gets old, and. Uh, we have quite the tradition, so it was it was outstanding, a lot of fun as always. So, oh, that's kids and Coach Roberts who does an absolutely great job. Well, let me ask you, what's the secret sauce? Is it coaching? Is it commitment? Is it just work ethic? What is it? You know, the, the culture that started probably I would I want to say about twenty five years ago. Um, you know, Ron Silvera, who's still a middle school coach, he and, and Wittupslager, Jim Wittupslager, got together, and um, you know they. They had a vision where they were going to build it from the bottom up, you know, with the youth program, um, getting those kids involved, and they just had big-time numbers. Now it just runs itself. I mean, you have several parents that are coming back, second generations, the the Modelinskis, the names that you see on the banners from 25 years ago are coming back and helping in our youth programs, and that's huge. Okay. You know? So um, it's, it's running itself now. You know, just the names are cycling through, and uh, it's it's really fun to watch. You go to the state tournament in wrestling, you just see, you know, a sea of blue. We double anyone else's crowd there, which is pretty outstanding. So, Oh, very cool. So let me ask you this then. Since you obviously have other solid programs at Dundee, how does one get that same sauce for all the programs? I mean, you know, you know, track track and field seems to be uh, blowing up under uh, Kevin over there. Uh, was it Urima? Is that how he says his last name, or how how do you say that? Yeah, 
Kevin Jarema. Yeah, you know, Kevin does a great job. Kevin's in the building. He's a PE teacher. He's been in the district around 25 years, and the kids love him. He's a great um, guy. Yeah, the, the kids flock to him. So um, having, you know, golf, we have golf, we have baseball and track with, with softball in the fall. And we have annual, I mean, over 100 people or 100 kids, student-athletes that are in our track program. Um, so we have the numbers to compete. And um, like I said, the kids just give – they go above and beyond. He's a great motivator. And, uh, you know, along with his assistants that he has, they just flock to him. So, you know, he he uses the Malio. He recruits in school, and obviously he has really good coaches at the lower levels. And, um, again, you know, just kind of recruits itself there in school. You know, the kids want to be part of success. And we always say success breeds success. So um, with a lot of our programs, that's what we're looking at. And uh, Kevin has taken the Malio. A lot of coaches have used – Coach Roberts as a mentor, look not only to the program but actually to talk to Tim and uh, you know talking to Coach Roberts um, ten years ago, 2010, 2011, they had teams just as talented but they were falling just a little bit short, and he needed to do something to take the next step. So he's really got into the mental side of things, the mental approach sure. of wrestling, and that's taken the program um, to the next level. And I, I don't want to speak for him, but really. You know, just to see how relaxed he is and our kids, it's a quiet confidence, you know, when those kids step on the mat. They are, you know, they are wrestling to win. They're not holding back. And, again, I'm not a wrestling guru. I've learned as much as I can. Cutting at Dundee, um, obviously, because it's a huge wrestling town. But just the confidence that they have, they are always on the attack. And I think that's kind of where we want our whole athletic program to be is we always want to be on the attack and I'm always looking to improve. And that's a huge thing. A lot of coaches have gone to, to coach Roberts and use him as a mentor. And he's been great. You know, he spoke to several of our teams, which has been outstanding. Oh, great. Great to hear. Well, let's, let's roll into football then. Cause uh, you, you have a, a coaching vacancy right now. So I'm going to ask you, how's the coaching search going over there at Dundee? And do you well, have a timeline? Yeah, we, um, with, you know, everything going on, we are still um, in the midst of looking for a coach. We just um, took down the or took down the um, posting last night, and um, we have several applicants. Um, I think the last time that we posted this six years ago, we had four applicants. Okay, um, we're upwards of fifteen applicants right now. Well, that um, probably shows you where yeah, the yeah. where where the program's at, though. I mean, you made the playoffs yeah. last year. And so the the program seems to have moved forward because the more applicants you get, it's usually because it's considered a good job. Is that correct? I, I feel that moving forward, the, the just everything, the community, the program, the school, everything, we are moving with so much positive momentum. Yes, and if people really do their research on Dundee, they're going to see that. And um, with the program, I mean, just the the strides they've made the, with you know the staff that we've had and the people in place and everything that was done, you know, to the, where we're at now competitive. I mean, we were playing games, you know, playing games in the playoffs and playing, you know, in, in the middle of the year uh, for, for potential league championships or indications for the league. Not that we've been in the league contention, but when you're week six or seven and you have a shot, it's great. So um, moving forward uh, with Dundee growing, I can only see us improving. And our, I have to say our junior football program, our junior tackle football the Flyers football program has been a huge benefit to what we have. We've seen numbers increase immensely in our uh, in our junior program. I mean, just the first program that we had 
um, come through the high school when we started junior football in five years. They're now they'll be tenth graders next year. We had uh, twenty three ninth graders play football last year. So for a school D five school um, with about well under two hundred fifty boys, that that's huge. Yeah, that's a great number. So let me let me slide into this. Uh, you got a football stadium project going. How's how, where are you guys at with that? Great. Um, to my knowledge, and to um, you know everyone's knowledge as of right now, we are going to break ground on that um, around spring break. So spring break for us is going to be um, April third to the twelfth, and we anticipate that they're going to break ground on that um, during that time. So um, it worked out. We were going to have to potentially move some of our track meets away. Um, but now, with uh, depending on what happens with our season, we're going to get that construction. Hopefully, it's kind of a blessing in disguise. But um, our stadium is going to be outstanding. We're going with the, the turf. Um, it's just a lot of the uh, upgrades there are going to be impressive. I don't, I don't want to give too much away. I just want people to come out and see it. But I will tell you, we have turf, a brand-new press box. We're going to see close to 1,800 to 2,000 new concession stands, uh, the ticket gate. Uh, we couldn't be... More thankful for the donate, the million dollar donation that Mr. Craig gave to us, um, just helped us to springboard this awesome project, and it's going to be great not only for the community but for you know our student athletes, and it's going to be a uh, piece of just for everyone to be proud of and and to see, and a lot of different programs will be able to use. It's just not a, a football field, you know. We'll have we hope to have big, you know, track track and field events. They're banned. Um, anything that we could have out on that field. You know, a lot of sports can use that for multi-use, so uh, we're really looking forward to that. Well, good. I'm looking forward to getting, getting out there, and, and it will be ready for the fall? Does it sound like that? The 27th, we open up with Summit Academy at home, and it will be ready. Good. I was told, and it will be, be ready for game time, so um, we're certainly looking forward to that. Um, you know, I know that Summit Academy brings back a really good football team, and um, it'll be should be a great opener. You know, we'll be we'll have a new coach, a different look. Um, you know, so it's going to be exciting times here at Dundee, especially in the football program. And with that that going on and that project, it's going to be very exciting. Oh, cool! Great to hear. So let's. I'm going to jump over to uh, let's let's talk about. I am going to ask you about the football playoff format, but I'm going to save that for a second. Uh, tell tell us about the the LCAA. In my opinion, I think it's a I think it's a great league. I think it's super competitive, and uh, with Erie Mason leaving to go over to the Tri-County Conference, they've struggled over the last few years, but they've got some really good players and a good coach over there in, yeah. in Rob Boudry. But you got Clinton coming in who, you know, last year they were 9-1, and one, and I, I do believe that their only loss was to my daughter's high school, which would have been Riverview Gabriel Richard in the playoffs, but tell yeah, us, he had a great game plan. Yep. Yeah, tell us a little bit about the LCAA and, and include. I'm assuming Clinton will be right in the thick of things. I, I certainly assume that. You know, and not to. I don't want to discredit Erie Mason. Let me give them their. Uh, I'm going to tell you, there were many games. If you look when they played Hillsdale last year, who won our league? I, I was know, at that game. Thirty-eight, thirty. They were right there. They get one stop. You know, they're playing in overtime and winning that game. Um, they were a nightmare to prepare for with with Boudry and the offensive schemes they had I think they were still a year away on defense from um, being 
competitive in our league as far as defensively, but I know that's what they're building. They're building for this year, and um, they were just a nightmare to prepare for. God, they were there was there were no league games last year. I'm telling you, they they were tough. Well, let me um, ask they, you. To... They gave everyone problems. I mean, I know they were right there with. I mean, we were in a, a one touchdown game with them at halftime, and um, ball bounces a couple different ways, you know. Uh-huh. And, and so. Um, with that, I'll transition over to Clinton because um, they bring a totally different set of problems. <laughs> and, and I don't mean problems in a bad way, but competitive in, in a competitive nature. They are a T team, um, another T team in our league. Oh, God, I can't <laughs> stand the T. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, What's that? I, I, I'm not a big fan of the T, and maybe maybe it's just me. And my own high school runs the T, but I, I just I kind of like wide open football, but... Uh, that's just personal preference, I guess. But go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> well, you know, you got you got to think too. You know, in our with these smaller schools, you know, the T is a great thing because you don't know what you're going to have every. You don't know if you're going to have a spread quarterback. You don't know if you're going to have a bunch of athletes on the flank. So, but I do. You know, you do know at Clinton every year you're going to have tough kids up front. You're going to have some tough kids to run the ball, and I'm sure you're going to have a kid that you know can a smart kid that can play quarterback. So that's why a lot of these schools have had success in our league. You know, the one thing I will say about our league is the toughness of the kids and the quality of coaching. Um, I think it sets us apart. Every team we play is tough. The kids are tough. um, And it's a tribute to the culture that's established in the program. The coaching in our league, I mean, is outstanding. I can go, you know, one to eight, even add Gary Mason back in there, the adjustments they make. Um, just off the charts. So it's a lot of a lot of chess match going on, a lot of things that we see, you know, that we're seeing across the state that we're like, wow, teams in our conference are already doing this. Um, then you go get into like a Brooklyn, Columbia Central after you see the T three weeks in a row, and they're spread out, and they have some of the best athletes in the league, and they're, you know, Josh Kubiak and Nate do a great job. They're so well coached. Um, you know, so then you, you hop in the T to the spread, and then, you get into Blissfield, who's a little mix of both and probably has one of the best quarterbacks around. <laughs> you know, so right. um, the LCAA is tough. It is a bear, and I expect it to be just as tough next year, especially with Clinton coming in. Um, it, it's going to be, you know, every week you better be ready. And, uh, you know, our non, especially at Bendy, our non-conference is tough to you know, open it with Summit Academy. Well, yeah, I was just I was just looking at that. You open with Summit, and you talked about them. Then you come back with Summerfield, who, to me, it seems as close as you are to Summerfield, you should play them every year in every sport, in my opinion. Tell us a little bit about uh, uh, Summerfield and, and Coach Lipko over there, and they have a dynamic quarterback as well. Oh, yeah. Well, it, it looks like um, Coach Coach Lipko, young coach, we got to know him last year a little bit. We hosted our Victory Day event, and he's just – he has the right approach. He's – actually, he's – only coach, you know, three or four years. He's a veteran coach. He's coached a lot of good schools. He is. He's bringing a good approach. He has um, the Albany kid. I hope that I pronounced that right. The kid at quarterback. I think he only played seven and a half games and for close to twenty three hundred yards. It was unbelievable. The the every week it seemed like he was up for player of the week on the on yeah. the blog. He just he can really zing it. And uh, you know, hopefully that's a game I might be able to get out to and see uh, because I'd like to see him. Uh, play is that at Dundee or is it over in it Petersburg? Dundee. Yep, it'll yeah. be at Dundee. Um, okay. And again, it's just, you know another thing. It's nice. It's a close. It's a local rivalry. So, no record, school size. Throw that all out the window. We have a trophy that we had found um, that we actually do play for. I think the last time we played was in two thousand six. So, 
Um, we're going to bring that back after 15 seasons, and uh, we have this trophy. So it, it'll be just hopefully we hope to start a great tradition back with Summerfield. Uh, you know, they again, you want to talk about an, another school that has tough kids, uh, the right culture, they do things the right way there. So it'll be, you know, look at our schedule. There are no gimmies on Dundee's yeah. football schedule. That's yeah. tough. Yeah, no, there aren't. So, hey, real quick, if I could go back to Erie Mason, because uh, I saw them play Hillsdale last year, and I was blown away at how good Noah Boudry was. I mean, I know he was putting up stats, but, you know, for what I, I was really impressed with him. Tell me, how how good is he, and can he play at the next level? Um, you watch Boudry on film, and... You know, you sit there and, you, you know, you drop your defense, your scout stuff you're going to run all week, and then you get in the game and it's a totally different thing, you know, because, oh, yeah, you know, once you think you have him stopped, you have him tackled, um, the, the kid, one, first off, first off, before you even get into his athletic ability, his understanding of the game is incredible. He's at the line checking things. He's looking at your safeties. He knows what coverage you're in. And we were trying to disguise and move around. Um, to the point where we probably, and you know, we might have confused ourselves a little bit, you know, trying to confuse him. Uh, but that's what he, that's how good he is. Yeah. When uh, I get into his athletic ability and the way he throws the football, I mean, I, to be very honest, a kid like that, throwing the football on the run, I, I haven't seen anybody in a while that's that accurate. He's just, he's special. He's a special player. Um, somebody at the next level, he can play at the next level. And I, and I, and I'm telling you, I think pretty, you know, decent size, you know, I, Somebody's going to get a gem when they get Noah Boudry just because, you know, obviously his dad's a coach. He's been coached very well since he's been been little. But, my gosh, his intelligence, he, he just plays the game faster than what he is. Just his decision-making. And let's think about this. For three years, he's been taking shots as the quarterback. I mean, he's I watched that kid take some shots. He pops right back up, plays the next play like it's nothing. He is tough. So, um you know, next year, I think the sky's the limit. I know he has some really good receivers coming back, um, a lot of offensive linemen. They could, they're going to make some noise in the TCC. Um, you know, they were, they were like I said earlier, they're a headache to, to defend. And I, I know they have a lot of people back um, on defense. He is, he's tough. You know, I, as far as, you know, playing at the next level, I really think that he's going to get an opportunity. Somebody's going to take a chance. Somebody's going to see his film and take a chance, and they're going to have a gem because he's he's tough. And he's going to give you everything he has. So and I'm looking forward to watching him. I'm really glad I'm not the defensive coordinator anywhere, and I don't have to defend him. I can walk. <laughs> yeah, that <laughs> makes sense. I mean, from what I saw, I was I was super impressed. So, yeah. well, I appreciate you talking about him because I I you know we we just see stats, and I've seen him that one time, but. I, I just know he's a he's a dynamite quarterback. So hey, I yeah. wanted to ask you this, and then I'm going to get into to Dundee a little bit specifically. But uh, when I was at Flat Rock, and I graduated a long, long time ago, 1984, and I know you were there and graduated in 01, we always played schools like Dundee, Ida, and Erie Mason. Shouldn't shouldn't those schools be playing schools from the Huron League? I mean, teams like Jefferson and SMCC. It seems to me Dundee should be playing Milan. I mean, you guys are literally a five-minute drive, and then you throw Flat Rock in there. Aren't those just natural rivalries with schools that are kind of the same size now? Yeah, um, we, we've kind of talked as a league. We've talked about that. Uh, the dynamic of that is pretty tough. And with the LCAA, 
LCAA, you have your non-leagues week one and two. The Huron League has one and nine. So basically, you are limiting yourself to one week of play of non-league. Could we do that in week one? Yes. Um, would I, if I was a school like Riverview, would I want to play, you know, say a Hudson or somebody a smaller school where, yeah, they're going to win some games, but am I going to get a ton of points being a Division three, right. being a seven or eight? Yeah. I don't know. You know, um, there might be a case where bigger schools in those leagues want to play a you know a tougher team because um, you're going to get more points, especially you're going to get more points for losses, even if you do lose. Um, and then you're going to want to um, schedule bigger schools, especially if you're a bigger school in your league. So it, logistically, it would be great for Monroe County. It would be great for region fans. It would be great. I would love it, but is it realistic? I don't know. Well, and I, um, you know, here do we want to go play Milan? Week one, um, you know, yeah, with the playoff for me, but I'm telling you what, I mean, that's a that's a slobber knocker of a week one, you know, especially. Yeah. <laughs> you know, they're one of those teams around the area, you, you know, so. I just um, think I would rather see, uh, rather than you guys play a Summit Academy, and I know you have, you're kind of at the mercy of what's available, but I'd love to see a Flat Rock Dundee week one instead of seeing, you know, Flat Rock play a, I don't know, Garden City or Ann Arbor Huron or whoever, you know, they've been playing. And I don't know, it just I, I just would like to see those games. I would love to see a team like Ida, uh, although I believe they're opening up with Jefferson, or excuse me, Airport this year. Uh, yep. You know, I'd love to see an LCAA team open with SMCC. You know, yeah, I know they're, they have a good... now with the, with the way the playoff format is, it's more likely that that'll happen or it could happen. Um you know, a lot of like you take a look at a playoff game last year. You look at Onset and SMCC. What a great game that was! Yeah, you know, it really was. At that, what what an outstanding football game that was. So, um, yeah, it would be great because the two leagues really mirrored each other as far as toughness. I know the Huron League has bigger schools per se. You know, well, I mean, when you get into when you get into Riverview and New Boston Huron, they're bigger than than most of the schools. Uh, but then you know the schools I mentioned earlier, they're they're right kind of in around that same number now. And uh, yeah. Anyway, so let me let me jump yeah, like, over to the playoffs real quick. Uh, you got any thoughts on the new playoff format? I mean, I know as an athletic director and in, in of a school that has uh, a new varsity program, I I have some thoughts on it. But anything that jumps out from you from what you know about it? Um, I think we're headed in the right direction. The old eight to one. Meaning, you know, you'd get the eight points for being somebody and one for a loss against an opponent. I think we need to get away from. I think we're on the right track. Right. Um, do I think some numbers and math are going to have to be fixed a little bit? Yes. Um, doing the math, kind of looking at some potential things that could happen that may arise. Yeah. But I will say that um, we are in. We are headed in the right direction with this playoff format. I don't know if it'll be the um, final, you know, thing that we all agree on, but I, I do, I do believe it's something needs to happen, you know, for scheduling aspect and a lot of different aspects. Um, there are a few things personally that we like about it, we dislike, but again, nothing's perfect. I do like this more than the old playoff system. Uh, so again, like in my opinion, I think it's great moving forward. Um, I'm just interested to see how, um, you know, some schools, some bigger schools in these conferences, um, how it changes how they schedule their non-league or, you know, how they feel about being in leagues with much smaller schools. Uh, are you going to be six and three and left out? And then a team that's four and five, potentially three and six gets in. 
Um, I don't know. You know, maybe then that's when the math and numbers kind of change a little bit. But, um, again, I think it's a step in the right direction. Um, we trust the, you know, the coaches that are on these committees that are that are working this. There are a lot of veteran coaches that um, have been working on a new format for, you know, a number of years, at least since 2014. And uh, we're really, you know, we're excited about it. Um, you know, we feel our schedule um, – have us ready to play in whatever whatever division we're in. I well, love and I, the fact that, and I, I love the fact that we know what we're, division we're going to be in. That is the single biggest thing uh, that I get out of the playoff uh, new playoff format is you will yeah. know soon, uh, and and obviously before the season, what division you will be in because that really helps you compare yourself to other teams. It will help, I think, in the future in scheduling. I mean, my guess is you guys will probably fall in Division 5. I've been scouting some numbers. They haven't been officially released yet, but that's what it looks like. You're going to stay right there. That's exactly where, yep, that's where I had us, yep. Okay, well, let's let's do this real quick. I'm going to ask you a little bit, and then we'll let you go. I really appreciate you staying on this long, but... uh, you got you. You've got some really good players coming back over there, and, and one guy that jumps out. I know he was all FNV as a defensive end, and that was Ty Schroeder. Tell me a little bit about him and uh, his ability over there. Um, well, the scary part of you know Ty had a breakout season. He set the record for uh, sacks in a season with fifteen and a half. Um, and, and when you play teams that run the T four times, four of the 10 games we played, it makes it even more remarkable. Right. Uh, Ty is a tireless worker, great leader for us. Um, I don't even think he's reached his full potential yet, too. He's still growing. He's getting bigger. He's getting stronger. He's just learning the game. Uh, the switch kind of flipped on last year with him, and um, he's just really playing loose and playing fast. He is a nightmare to try to block off the edge. He can play in space. He can cover people one-on-one. Um, he is probably... I'm in a 40-yard dash, one of our top two fastest. I'm not going to say quickest, but once you get going, he's one of our fastest guys. We could just do – you could do so many things with him. Mm-hmm. Um, so versatile. He, I mean, bring him off the edge, he, you know, he's, he's really tough. And the thing is, he's a great kid. <laughs> you know, he doesn't complain. He's first guy there, last one to leave, helping younger kids, just an ambassador for the school, the community, and the program. So the next guy that takes over this program – can you know build around a kid like Ty Schroeder? Hey, I mean, what a what a great kid to have! You know, hey, your first year. I mean, he's just gonna show you, you know, help you do anything right. you ask. And you could ask the kid to play nose guard. I did as a sophomore. As a matter of fact, we asked him to play some deal. We were, you know, so beat up. Asked him to play down the defensive line and then just do. He didn't, you know, he had no idea, but he he just did it. You know, just do what you ask him. He's a great kid, and I'm gonna tell you, talk about a kid that. The sky's the limit. A kid that could play somewhere in college, you know, to watch out for him next year. He's poised to have a have a great season. So um, I don't know what scheme's going to be run. I have no idea, but I know that teams are going to have to game plan for him. That's for sure. Well, a football player is a football player. You guys got Stony Buell back as well. Is that correct? Yeah, Stony Buell, uh, three times state. You talk about the wrestling program. Three time state champ as a junior. Three for three. Um, again. Another selfless kid, just a hardworking, tough kid, leader, uh, a verbal leader in our program. Um, kids looked up to him. Last year, he got uh, nicked up. He played 
hurt at times. And, uh, you know, he was one of the huge reasons we made the playoffs last year. Not that one guy can do it, but just his leadership. Right. Kids watching him play nicked up. I'm not going to necessarily say injured, but hurt in the heart that he had playing down the stretch. Um, I mean, it was incredible. I think there was, I think against Brooklyn, Columbia, he had seven tackles on kickoff, <laughs> which is unheard of. Just, he loves it. I mean, he just, just has a nose for the ball, plays downhill. And, again, the, the best is yet to come for Stoney. He he knows that, too. I mean, um, just there were times where he would we would watch film and he would just say, he'd just look at, look at him and be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so um, I could see him taking his game to the next level and being – he was All-State this year with Ty. You know, those two together um, – and you can run away from one, but you got to run to the other side. So right. um, it'll be really fun to, to sit back and watch them next year because um, they're high energy kids. They're going to play hard, um, and you know Stoney's a lot of fun. He brings it every time. He, anytime he runs the ball or when he comes to hit you, he brings it. So it's a yeah. lot of fun. Okay, well let me ask you this then, and I I know you don't have a coach in place, and and obviously you wouldn't be speaking for the coach, but uh, from your perspective. Any players we should look out for uh, at Dundee this year that, that maybe the FMV fans can keep an eye out for? Yeah, um, really I have two I want to talk about it from Dundee. Um, first one is a kid that didn't get a ton of recognition last year. He's undersized, um, played the offensive line. His name's Nick Belair. Uh, kid played defensive line, offensive line. He's getting a little bit bigger. He's 175 pounds, but he's tough as nails. One of the most intelligent linemen I've coached in 14 years. Um, he is going to be a kid um, that is very good. Next, he's just a very good, tough high school football player. Going to be good on both sides. Will do anything. Typical tough Dundee kid. Um, you know, he's not going to light up the stat sheet with you know, tackles for loss. That he's going to make everyone else right. He's going to get everyone in the right position. He'll probably be making line calls. Again, a great kid for a, a new coach to walk into. That's one. And then um, second, uh, Carson Irwin's going to, you know, a quarterback for Dundee. Um, he is probably, I talk about Ty Schroeder being the fastest kid. Uh, Carson Irwin's going to be the quickest kid in Dundee that we've had in a while. His first 10 yards are as quick as any we've seen. Um, he gets it and goes. Um, okay. He also throws the ball very well. He's been working since, I'm telling you, the Monday after the last playoff game, he was in the gym working, begging to throw the ball. Um, all, all he wants to do is work, work on his footwork, working on throwing. Uh, he's a gym rat. That's all he wants to you know, is get better. He has the athletic ability um, grouped with his intelligence. You know, we talked about being football smart. I put him right up there with with uh, Noah. You know, we're gonna. He's very smart. He gave our defense, you know, our uh, number one defense when he was running scout. If he wasn't on our defense a lot of defense last year he gave us fits last year seven on seven and stuff like that so um don't be surprised if he's one of the top quarterbacks in the league next year he has the you know the ceiling for that young man is um on level he is just you know very intelligent kid tough kid has a, an arm you know he's gonna he's gonna surprise you with his arm especially when he's out there throwing on the run he's very accurate very strong arm um kind of brings a dimension to dundee um We've either, you know, we've had Matt Van last year was tough as nails, um, threw the ball pretty well, and, but you know Carson, you know, brings the speed dimension and um, and tough. I think he's the full package. People are going to be surprised 
next year when they see him. And he's grown a bunch since last year. So well, I'm good. excited to watch him. You know, he's kind of going to – he's lying under the radar a little bit right now. And I'm going to probably stop talking about him because I don't want everyone to get excited. But <laughs> Well, I don't I don't know how many people actually listen to this podcast anyway. So it could, <laughs> it could just be the two of us talking on the phone right now. So, yeah. well, the, Tommy, I appreciate you uh, coming on the, uh, on the show. I know we had – we had talked about doing it together, but with this whole COVID nineteen thing, it just it just makes better sense to do it over the phone. So uh, I appreciate you you coming on the show, and maybe maybe during the season we can get you back on. I know it's a little tough as an athletic director, uh, but but thanks again for being on the show. Yeah, I certainly appreciate it. It's it's, uh, it's nice to talk football and think about getting back on the field and uh, being competitive. So um, let's hope we get there soon. All right, sounds good. Take care, Tommy. Thanks for having me. Well, there you have it. That was Tom Ostrike, the athletic director of the Dundee Vikings, and uh, a big thank you to him for joining us and taking 30 minutes and spending uh, that talking about a lot of different topics from the Dundee Vikings to the LCAA, uh, some rivalries, and, and then... Uh, you know, talking about the, the playoff format and then talk about some players as well. So sounds like they got some exciting things going on over there at Dundee. That is going to wrap up our show. Uh, we're going to try and get one out as, as much as possible, but it, it may be just end up being every week, you know, in and amongst this, you know, national emergency of the COVID-19 virus. we got to be really careful what we're doing, but we do want to get this out to you. So, uh, we appreciate you listening. You know, make sure you're letting other people know about the podcast. Real quick, to talk about FridayNightVictors.com. Currently, the site is under construction. Uh, I'm making a few tweaks to what's going on with it. It's going to still have a lot of the same features. I will say uh, we're looking to expand. I think we might try and expand this thing and, and you know, try and add more schools to the 16 we already cover. Most likely we'll head towards Downriver and, and go that way and get some teams uh, that just would naturally fit into our ge- geographical area. Uh, you know, but it, it does take people listening to the podcast, people going to the websites. Uh, when, the, when the website will be back up and running, I'm not sure. If you go to it right now, it's just going to say, hey, under construction or, or something like that. So anyways... Uh, Thanks again for listening. This is Chris Schultz with Friday Night Victors, the podcast, and we'll see you next time. Thanks.